And welcome to another episode of She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. So, on the last episode, I did mention in the intro that I was going to recap on the second half of my journey down from Scotland to Plymouth. I left you in the Cairngorms at a campsite. That was when I last told the story. So, the day I uploaded that podcast, I went to have a shower at the campsite and... I bumped into a friend of mine and yeah, it was actually Jodie from episode two. She was with her friend Holly. They invited me round for a bit of a chat later on. So I went to see them and we had some dinner together and had a chat and a glass of wine. And it was just lovely to see a familiar face and to have some human contact. Then I decided before I would leave that I would drive up to Cairngorm. And then I had another mad coincidence. I bumped into my friend Rob and his lovely dog Archie. You might know him as Pack the Van and Go, I think his YouTube is. He's actually still there, believe it or not. Um, Apparently the weather is horrendous. Hope you're all good up there, Rob. Then I drove down to where I'd stayed previously on the way up, which was Queensferry. I was there at the beginning of my trip around Scotland and then to go there again, at the end I could really compare like how I was feeling and what I'd done in that time and I had all my postcards of all the places I've been to and it was like so nice to be able to compare that and be like oh wow I've had a really nice time and a really nice trip. When I woke up in the morning in Queensferry I had some really challenging things happened to me. So firstly, I woke up in the morning to a message about a really good friend of mine who'd passed away. So that was quite intense news to find out like on my own, miles and miles away from home in a van. (laughs) So my focus from that point was more like I need to just get home. And I set off and as soon as I, I was on the M6 and as soon as I kind of started driving, this noise started from under the bonnet. The noise was getting louder and I thought I cannot risk this. So I pulled over to the the nearest service station and I wasn't sure if they'd come out for it, but I called the RAC. I waited there for just over two hours and someone came, had a look and they saw that it was basically like just a loose alternator belt. He tightened it up and he said, you're fine to drive home. So, but as you can imagine, after the, the last day that I'd had, and it was also kind of 2 p.m. by this time, So I was like, do you know what? I think I might just stop for the night. So I had a look online and I actually found a really nice like four star hotel with a spa, like a sauna, steam room, jacuzzi, swimming pool. And it was like 50 or 60 quid. So I stayed in the hotel and the spa was amazing. I had a shower, I think every day of my trip. And that was a month on the road motorway showers and spa hotels. So that's what I do to stay clean when I'm on a road trip. 
After my amazing hotel stay, as I was driving, I kept seeing the signs for Liverpool. I'd been to Liverpool in my 20s quite a lot and just had such a blast. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go there for old time's sake and I'm going to go to the Cavern Club and just have an amazing night especially after covid and everything i hadn't seen live music in ages and it's always so much fun there i was like right i'm gonna go there so i actually found a parking space on park for night which was right in the center of town 10 minutes walk from the cavern club so i was absolutely delighted about that so i turned up to this car park and i stayed overnight in liverpool from about 2 p.m. until about 11 a.m. the next day for 15 quid. I parked up and then I walked over to the shopping center. I went and bought myself like all new clothes like to go out in. I went to the cabin club and I literally just had the best night ever. I just danced all night and I met so many nice people. I loved it. And then after that, I decided before I would get home, I wanted to go to the drove at Stonehenge for a few days and there was no one there and I'm not exaggerating literally no one I was like oh my god the council must have come along and like evicted a load of people or I don't know what's happened here then I just thought okay well I'll just go home then so drove back to Plymouth or towards Plymouth and I kind of realized because I wanted to spend a few days at the drove I was like oh actually I'm not ready like mentally to be home yet so what I ended up doing is going to Dartmoor and I've got a few little secret spots that don't get checked by the rangers so I went there and I'd had this firewood that I would brought with me and I'd never actually used it so I was like right I'm gonna have a fire and I'm just gonna reflect on my trip and then I'll go home the next day so that's what I did and that was the end of my trip and then I got back to Plymouth and that was that really. As I said last week, I am going to be doing some van life Q&As soon. So if you have any questions about van life or if you have a story you'd like to share with me, you can email me at she's at the wheel at gmail.com and I really would love to hear from you. So if you're listening to this, please send me an email. I would love to hear about you and your life and where you are in your journey with van life. If you're looking to get a van or if you're in a van. So that's she's at the wheel at gmail.com. So today's episode is a really exciting one. It's been on the cards for months now. I'm going to be talking all about cooking in a van. I'm going to be talking with Sophie, one half of the amazing dream team, which is Sophie and Mark, who have created an incredible online food community called Van Life Eats. I'm sure you've heard of them and you've seen them on Instagram. So I'm going to be chatting with her today. I'm also gonna be cooking a few bits and bobs in my van using some awesome equipment from Omnia, Sweden and Ridge Monkey. But the biggest awesomest thing that's happening this episode is I am having an Instagram giveaway. So you can win an Omnia stovetop oven, a Ridge Monkey classic sandwich toaster and a Ridge Monkey Connect combi and steamer set. And you can win it just by entering my giveaway. You can find out all the information by going to She's At The Wheel podcast on Instagram or she's at the wheel.com forward slash giveaway. I cannot wait to get stuck into this episode. I hope you enjoy it. It might make your mouth water. It's going to make you hungry. So without further ado, here is Cooking in the Van.
So first up on today's episode, I'm going to be cooking a very sophisticated meal with my Ridge Monkey. Enjoy! Okay, talk about realities of van life. You can't get much more real than making your lunch by the side of the road with cars driving past. I used to have a cheese sandwich for lunch, which was absolutely fine. But since I got my Ridge Monkey, I usually make myself a toasty. So the Ridge Monkey sandwich toaster, if you can imagine like a small square shaped pan with a handle and then imagine two of those that you kind of put together and that are hinged that's what you've got with the ridge monkey so it literally takes less than five minutes to make a toasted sandwich and it is always so perfectly cooked and so evenly cooked as well the other thing is it's so small like it if you're looking to save space as you probably would obviously in a van this is like perfect because it is so small so this is the first time that I've added baked beans. So normally I just have a cheese toasty, but I thought I'd push the boat out today. Right, so I'm just gonna chop up the cheese. It does say it's a deep fill sandwich toaster. So I'm gonna go mega cheese. I'm curious, I'm curious to see what happens with the baked beans actually. Whether it makes the bread soggy or so I've put the cheese in, I'm just putting the baked beans in. I think I've put two tablespoons, I reckon. I'm just gonna put a bit of salt and pepper as well, because I'm fancy. Right, so I've closed it up. There's a little catch that you can put on the handle so it keeps, so it stays closed. I'm going to put it on a medium heat because it doesn't take long at all to toast the bread and I don't want to overcook the bread before the cheese is melted. I'll probably flip it about two minutes in I reckon. So I'm just going to open it and have a little look. Oh my goodness, it looks lovely. The toast is lovely and brown already and it's only been a couple of minutes. Obviously it's really good for toasting sandwiches but you can use the Ridge Monkey for all sorts of things. You can use it to cook omelettes. If you wanted to cook something that spits oil it's the perfect place to do it because it's totally contained so it's another great um, reason to have one in a van. So I'll just check it. Oh hello. It looks really good. Let's have a look. Oh yeah, the cheese is lovely and melted. I'm just going to give it a couple more minutes um, for the baked beans. I think this is a really good thing to have like if you're camping with friends or if you're at a festival or something and you wake up in the morning and you want to have like some good like hangover food or brunch and you can make everyone cheese toasties and you'll be really popular. I think it's probably done now. Okay, so I'm going to take it out now. There's not been any spillage around the edges, so that's good. Right, I'm going to cut into it and see what I've got. Oh, I can't wait to eat this. Oh, the cheese is perfectly melted and it's just oozing out of it. And now, of course, for the most important thing of all, how does it taste? 
That is absolutely delicious. It's so nice for such little effort and hardly any washing up. You know how you didn't realise you were missing out on something until you've got it? That's how I feel about the Ridge Monkey because I never would make toast in my van, but now I've got that, I just eat cheese toasties all the time and it's just so nice to have like hot food for lunch. So that was an absolute success. Baked bean and cheese toasties for the win. I'm totally having that every day for the rest of my life now. Next up is the lovely chat I had with Sophie from Van Life Eats. Van Life Eats hold loads of really fun van life meetups throughout the year, so do check them out on vanlifeeats.com. Here's the interview. Okay, so I'm here with Sophie, who is one half of the amazing food community, Van Life Eats. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell me a little bit about your community, who's involved and how it started? Of course, yeah. So it originally started when we were in our camper van. We really enjoyed cooking and we would search for different recipes and things to make in our van. We'd find lots of blogs that had the odd recipe on them. And we just thought, wouldn't it be really brilliant if there was a website that had loads of camper van recipes or recipes that are suited to tiny kitchens? And so we thought, well, there isn't one, so let's make one. And so that's what we did. And we started off with our Instagram platform to kind of get the following that we needed while we were building our website in the background. And we started adding recipes and we thought, we don't want this to be all from our point of view. We want everyone to have their say in it. And our Instagram page is obviously a sharing page. So it's got pictures from all over the world. And we thought, well, let's open up our recipes to everyone all over the world. And so we sat down and we messaged loads and loads and loads of people and asked them if they would be willing to send us a recipe to put on our website and we were overwhelmed by the amount of people that got back to us I think that's one of the things with the van life community in general everyone is so friendly and supportive of one another so many people were happy to share recipes and it was just so wonderful and so that's how this community side of it kind of ended up developing that everyone can have their say on there everyone can submit a recipe and get their own favorite meals across to other van lifers only myself and Mark that run van life eats we do it in our spare time which we don't have a massive amount of but because we do love doing it so much obviously we do find the time to do it and we really enjoy all the things that we do with van life eats and so mark lives pretty much full-time in flow flow is an ex-ambulance that he converted pretty much himself um, i have helped out bits and pieces got loads of room in the back it means we've got loads of room to be able to cook in there can stand up when you're cooking which is always an advantage in a van some fans you end up stooping over all the time but we've got plenty of room in there to enjoy cooking which is another thing that we absolutely love doing could you tell me a little bit about flow exactly what van she is and what facilities you have in in flow so like i've said flow was an ambulance originally and um, when we got her back she had literally all of the ambulance equipment still in there the stretcher was still in there all of the cupboards were still labeled with the equipment that used to live in there which was such a lovely aspect to see what she used to do in her her previous life so obviously we set about ripping everything out and things in ambulances are glued very very tightly we soon discovered but we pulled it all out she is a, a very big fan she's long wheelbase so she's actually about 4.5 tons so mark had to 
do another license to be able to drive her so I, I can't drive her at all she's too heavy for my license but she she is very big so it means we do have quite a lot of space inside her so our layout has changed several times Mark loves renovating vans so much that he has pulled ours out several times and redone it but most recently we had a leak in the roof and so we did have to pull a lot of it out and and start again so we have a shower and a toilet in there We've obviously got our kitchen area, which we have got a two burner stove. We've got a fridge with a tiny little freezer in it. So we have got the electric oven, which we don't really tend to use at all. We do have solar panels, which so we can run things off of solar, go off grid for a few days at a time if we need to. And then we have a sitting area, which converts into a bed. So we kind of feel that gives us the nice balance then because we can sit and we can sit around the table and do things or once we're ready to go to bed, we can convert it into the bed and we haven't got to worry about losing a massive part of our van. We did used to have a fixed bed and although the mattress was probably the, one of the most comfortable mattresses we've ever slept on, we just found that we lost a, a quite a big part of our van for the whole day really when you're only using it obviously to sleep in and so by having the seating area now we feel that's opened up the van massively and and we can use her in a lot better way for us I mean I think the thing is if you don't have a seating area inside obviously it does encourage you to spend time out of the van and sit outside and things like that which is wonderful and we do do that as much as possible but realistically when you're living in the UK sometimes you just want to sit inside and eat or you know whatever it might be if you're sitting and playing a board game or something you don't want all the pieces blowing over so in reality <laughs> we've just found that having a seating area inside just works better for us I don't live in the van full-time so I'm kind of a part-timer we tend to go on weekend travels together we've got children as well so we've got five children between the two of us and so finding time for us to go away in the van all together or just the couple it's just finding the time, making the time to do that, really. Is there a specific thing that you like to cook when you're away in the van that works really well when you're um, with all the kids? We're going away with four of them next weekend, hopefully, if weather holds wow. out. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see see the dynamics of that. But we have gone away individually with them um, and they absolutely love it and they really enjoy um, Mark's children. A couple, He's got two children that are a little bit older and he's got a younger one as well. But the two older ones, they really enjoy cooking as well, which is so lovely. They're more than happy to get involved and get get stuck in with things. They really enjoy cooking things like pizza and, and stuff like that, as you would expect of a lot of kids. And obviously toasting marshmallows and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we can all cook together next weekend, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the practicalities of cooking in a van. So what would you say are the unique positives that you get from cooking in a van environment? I think mainly it's that you have to be creative with things. So when you're at in a house at home, you've just got unlimited facilities. You've got gas, you've got electricity, you've got unlimited water. You haven't got to worry about how much water you're using because you're going to fill up a grey tank and how much washing up you've got. And that kind of takes away a lot of the limits that you might have with cooking. Whereas when you're cooking in a tiny kitchen, you've got all those extra constraints, if you like, that you do need to think about and you need to then become creative with the way that you're going to cook things. And I think the Omnia oven is, is obviously a really good example of that. If you don't have an oven in your van, you can get yourself a stovetop oven and you can still do a lot of the things that people might not think are possible in a van. So I think the fun thing for us is thinking of different ways we can cook things that we haven't got an oven for, but how can we get around that and what can we do differently? For so many people that are full-time in their van, they can park up anywhere and they can cook and they can have the most amazing backdrops 
and you know things like campsites and meetups and things like that it brings the community sense of side of it as well because you can park up you can all make a meal together everyone can make a dish and you can all share and I think that's the, the part of food that a lot of people enjoy is the social side of it and cooking for other people and I think van life really helps you to do that because you're all kind of together gives you a good a good opportunity to do that some of my most favorite memories have been you know where we've all kind of mucked in everyone's put in a few ingredients and you come up with a meal and you sit around the fire and you eat together and yeah you can't really beat that that is such an amazing positive of um, making food in your van obviously there are some challenges as well with with cooking in a van so what would you say would be the kind of more negative side of cooking in the van? I think firstly, the main thing that we struggle with is the mess because we obviously <laughs> yeah. like to take photographs of our food and things like that. But we all have this beautiful plate of food, but quite often in the background, there's bowls and spoons and things piled up in the sink, and which is a complete van life reality. Nobody's got a massive kitchen in their van. Everyone's quite limited on space. And I think that's the thing, the tiny spaces can get messy very, very quickly. So I think that's the biggest disadvantage that I can think of. Obviously, storage, a lot of vans are limited on their storage and how what they can actually store their food in. Not everyone will have a fridge in their van, and so that can make things quite difficult, especially in this sort of weather. It's just about being prepared, really. And I think having an idea of maybe what you're going to cook when you go to the supermarkets, so you know what you need to use up first and using up your leftovers and, and things like that. Oh, definitely. And actually, that's made me think of another positive, which is probably like your waste goes down as well, like when you're cooking in a van. But for that reason, because you're like, right, well, I don't have a fridge. I need to, you know, have somewhere to store this. So you kind of end up wasting less, which is really good. Hello van fans, it's giveaway time here on the podcast. To celebrate my cooking in a van episode, I have teamed up with Omnia Sweden and Ridge Monkey UK to host an epic cooking giveaway. Up for grabs is an Omnia stovetop oven and accessories, the Ridge Monkey classic sandwich toaster and the Ridge Monkey combi pan and steamer set. That is a lot of gear guys, you'll never eat boring food again in your van with these awesome prizes. It's really easy to enter just follow she's at the wheel podcast on instagram like the giveaway post published on the 1st of march and tag three friends in the comments you'll get an extra entry for telling me your favorite omnia or ridge monkey recipes and it's that simple so good luck tell your friends and for full terms and conditions you can go to she's at the wheel.com forward slash giveaway Talking about the challenges and things, there's obviously some gadgets and some products that can make it easier for cooking in a van. So do you have any favorite van life gadgets that you like to use when you're cooking in a van? Definitely. So um, Mark tends to cook the more savory side of things in our van. He's a real big foodie and I tend to do quite a lot of the baking side of things. And so for me personally, the Omnia has just been invaluable for making cakes and bread and things like that. And the silicon insert that comes with it uh, has been a lifesaver at getting cakes out and things like that. So 
I think that would probably be my my biggest one. I know Mark tends to like his skillet pan because he can he can just cook everything in there. He likes to have a good couple of pans. I think that's his 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 main advice is just get two pans that you can cook pretty much everything in, and then it's not going to take up loads of space in your van. And I think that's that's been really useful for us. Um, and also we've got a little easy pull xylus chopper, which you can use for a number of things. We use it to cut up our vegetables when we're making meals. You can make tomato sauces, you can make soup, you can put um, sort of fruit in there and, and make a number of different things. And it doesn't require any energy at all apart from your arm because all it is is a little <laughs> handle that you pull and you manually make the motor inside their work to chop everything. And that's been really, really useful in our van as well. So you can use that to chop any vegetable or, or anything you need chopping and... Wow. You can kind of do a couple of pulls will get you quite a roughly chopped, um, say, onion, for example. And then if you keep pulling it, it'll get finer and finer and finer until eventually you can end up with a really finely chopped onion. And it's, yes, especially because of the mess. Like I was saying, in a tiny kitchen, you can end up with mess quite easily. But this keeps it all contained in the tub as well. So when you're ready to use it, you can just tip in what you need into your pan and pop the rest away in the fridge oh my goodness I mean I want that even in a house that sounds amazing (laughs) got one in the house as well (laughs) yeah fantastic you said that you're quite a baking enthusiast so I'd love to hear what sort of things you like to bake mainly I tend to to do sweet things when I'm baking so I, I make a lot of cakes and things like that banana cake is always a winner with everybody sometimes I like to mix it up a little bit and put a little bit of Nutella in there just trying different varieties of that and it's a great way to use up leftover bananas because they do tend to go brown so quickly that it's a really great way to use them up but I've had cooking disasters I think everyone has as well and so with Mark being vegan I tried to make him a vegan cake and that was a bit of a disaster I'll be honest but yeah I tend to make make cakes really that's my sort of forte in in the kitchen what happened with the vegan cake oh so I decided to make Mark a vegan gluten-free cake so it wasn't just one restriction it was gluten-free as well the cake came out beautifully it looked so lovely it looked really moist. It felt really moist. And then I cut into it and I took a bite and it was disgusting. I just couldn't eat it. The main ingredient was avocado, um, which I think made it really nice and smooth. And um, it had some oil in it as well to help keep it moist. But it just didn't taste very nice at all. So Mark, bless him, he did politely eat a slice of it. Um, whereas I took one bite and I said, I just can't eat any more of it. <laughs> Oh, it was so nice of you to give it a go, though. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. You've got to try these things, haven't you? Definitely. Are there any other recipes that stand out for you as something that you really enjoy cooking in the van? I really like things that we can cook together as well. So we make lasagna quite a lot. Mark's half Italian, so Italian recipes do feature quite a lot in our van, different pasta dishes and things like that. And the sort of recipes where you can stand side by side and one of you can get on with one thing while one of you's doing another. Pizza is another good example. Mark's really good at making pizza dough. And so he can be doing the dough while I'm working on the tomato sauce, getting the vegetables and things ready to put on top. So things where you can work nicely together are always good fun. If someone was, you know, really into learning more about Van Life Eats and had recipes that they'd like to share with others, what could they do? So the whole purpose behind van life eats is for people to share what they like to cook and essentially their favorite thing to make and eat in their van and we really want to show from all around the world what can be done in a camper van because a lot of people I think especially if you're not in that sort of community you kind of think oh 
they live off pot noodles or whatever it might be but the reality is there's some people out there making amazing food in their vans and some of the pictures that we share on Instagram just highlight that there's some really really beautiful cooking happening out there and so we want to to make more people realize that actually that although you may have these restraints put on you by having limited facilities and things you can park up in a beautiful place make an amazing meal and it tastes all the much better for doing it and so by getting other people to show what they can do just really helps with all of that um, and so if people do want to get their recipe featured on Van Life Eats it's really simple you just need to go on to vanlifeeats.com there's a submit recipe button where you can add in your ingredients, step-by-step instructions, any photographs that you want to include. That's a really great way to share, share your um, recipes with other people. On our Instagram, obviously, we do share other people's photos all the time. So you can tag us or use the hashtag VanLifeEats for, for the chance to have your fe- uh, photo featured. And yeah, we would love people to do that. We would really, really enjoy it. And the other thing is we love finding out what other people do in their vans. So we had a really cool article recently that somebody wrote us about different sustainable hacks that you can do in your van to, yeah, basically make your van life more sustainable. And she gave five tips, which were really, really useful and were affordable as well, because I I think that's the thing. There's a lot of movement towards recycling and reducing your waste and things like that and living this more sustainable lifestyle. But sometimes it can be quite an expensive change to make. And so she's bought for these five hacks which are really simple things like making your own oat milk making your own cleaning spray just really small things that can make a big difference actually that was really good to have someone else's insight into things like that as well so we always welcome guest writers as well is it important to you to like be inclusive to different types of diets and things like that a hundred percent so um i'm vegetarian myself mark is vegan for different reasons so obviously we both follow those sort of diets for ethical reasons but mark also tries to eat a very unprocessed diet and so plant-based he feels is the best way for him to minimize all of the processed food and things that that people can eat so we do follow those diets and we do realize that not everybody wants to eat that way and that's absolutely fine and so we do try and include photographs of people that obviously are vegetarian or vegan but also people that do have meat in their diet as well because we don't want to exclude anybody like I said our platform is a social element that we want everybody to share what they're eating and we would hate to exclude certain people I mean we've got a lady who we share her photos she follows a keto diet so she does eat a lot of meat but she doesn't eat any carbs and so I think it's really good to show what different people are eating regardless of what their diet may be it's just really good to share what everyone around the world is is doing. Obviously, you had the first ever Van Life Eats Big Picnic this year, which was an amazing success and great fun was had by everyone. Um, Are you going to be putting it on again next year? Absolutely. Yeah, we're hoping to do it every year. I think, you know, like I've said before, the social aspect of Van Life is so important to us. And it's something that we really, really enjoy. Um, And so bringing everybody together for something like that is just such an incredible experience and we're hoping that next year will be even bigger and even better do you have a favorite meal my favorite meal is probably one that mark made quite recently for me which is a skillet lasagna so like i said he loves his skillet pan and um basically it's just strips of pasta and cooked with some lentils and tomato sauce and all of the usual herbs and magic 
combinations that he used in his Italian cooking. And it was so delicious. And I think before that, it was one of the curries that he made, which he did spiced pumpkin seeds on the top. And it just made the flavor stand out so brilliantly but yeah I think one of those two would definitely be my favorite like I've said Mark does do a lot of the the main meals in our van and so um yeah I'd have to say it's definitely one of those two right so uh obviously we've talked about vanlifeeats.com but where else can we find you online so we are across all of the social media platforms we've got obviously our Instagram page which is vanlife underscore eats we're on Facebook as Van Life Eats, as well as Twitter and TikTok. So we're on all of those. And um, we've also got our YouTube channel, which is Van Life Eats as well. That's going to be kind of our main focus for going forward. So our aim is to make videos where we are going to places and making the speciality dish of that area. So for example, um, on a visit to Banbury, we made Banbury cakes and things like that. So we really want to go around and experience the recipes from different areas and meet van lifers along the way um, so they can share their favorite recipes as well and get it all up on YouTube for everyone to enjoy so hopefully lots of exciting content coming up on there oh my god that sounds so amazing I can't wait to watch that that sounds so cool (laughs) if you want to be on there then just let us know oh yeah we should do a Devon cream tea oh yeah definitely absolutely but I do put jam on first which is very controversial here we were talking about that this weekend, actually, which one goes first. But I did come up with a solution. If you cut it in half and then you do one half one way and one half the other way, then you please everybody. <laughs> now, that's what you call diplomacy at its best. <laughs> that was brilliant. So thank you so much for coming on, Sophie. It was lovely to chat to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Finally, in this episode, you can hear me being an absolute goddess in the kitchen while I bake some yummy treats in my Omnia stovetop oven. I bet you're getting hungry now, aren't you? Okay, so I'm here in my van. I'm going to be baking some bread using my Omnia oven. So I've got my Omnia oven here. I've got a lovely case for mine it's like a zipped case it's really snazzy it looks really nice i've already made my dough i have made an olive bread recipe i used a recipe that i found on the brown bird and company website which was for garlic and rosemary bread and i just adapted it a little bit i'm a very sloppy cook and i know that's really bad but i basically just estimated 300 grams of flour 200 ml of water about two tablespoons of oil i used chili oil because that's all i've got here i put some salt in i also put some fresh olives as well the water has to be lukewarm oh and yeast as well there's a a teaspoon and a half of yeast in there obviously like stuff like making bread can be really messy especially in a van so i just got a big bowl i mixed it all together i kneaded it and like mixed it just with a spoon because I didn't want to get my hands dirty and I've left it to rise for an hour you're supposed to put it in a bowl and like put cling film over it and leave it but I didn't have any cling film so I just put my AA road atlas over the top of it I'm just gonna take off the atlas now oh my god it's massive it's definitely doubled in size I'm so easily impressed aren't I so now I'm just gonna knead it again and it'll be ready to go 
It says in the instructions, when the heat source for the Omnia is set correctly, cooking times are the same for a conventional oven. For short cooking times, pr you preheat the stainless steel base on high for three minutes. And then for a gas hob, generally, you just put it just below simmer. I think it's really easy with the Omnia to get it too hot. So the best thing to do is just get it as low as possible. And the other thing is with the Omnia is like not to fill it right to the top. You want to leave, I think about like an, at least an inch between your whatever you put in it and the top because if it's any higher than that you might find that the bottom is cooked before the top is i think this is going to make eight bread rolls i'm going to make them into like little mini baguettes the dough actually smells so nice i can smell the olives and the um, chili oil and the salt it's really hot already good luck bread rolls i can feel the heat coming off it like even with a low flame it's obviously really hot couldn't resist I just had to have a look oh 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 they're getting bigger it's now been 35 minutes and I'm just gonna oh hello okay they're done so I'm gonna take them out now oh they look lovely yeah sounds good and they smell amazing so I'm just going to let them cool down for a little while and then I'm going to cut into them and see how well they've cooked. Have a look inside. They're light and fluffy. They've got a lovely crusty outside and inside they're perfectly cooked. And now for the most important thing of all, how, the, how do they taste? I'm going to have them with a bit of hummus to go with the olives. Let's have a go on that. Mmm. Wow, that is so good. Oh my god, it's so nice to have fresh bread. Wow. This went perfectly. Also, my van smells amazing now. Walking into it, it's like all I can smell is freshly baked bread. It's so nice. I hope you enjoyed this episode all about cooking in the van. Don't forget to enter the Instagram giveaway. And if you would like to write to me about any recipes you'd like to cook in your van, you can email she'satthewheel at gmail.com. If you haven't already got tickets for the Van Life Eats Big Picnic, you can find them at vanlifeeats.com and I will see you there. Please do get onto Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating. It really helps me feel like a proper human being. See you next episode. I've got to go.